Can you make your own self happy? Can you take good care of yourself? Because, you know, so many relationships um, really go wrong when someone is already unhappy within themselves. and welcome to episode nine of the how to relationship podcast the podcast where we you know talk to couples and find out how they are able to make their relationships last i'm your host anais lucia on today's episode we have natasha and yahim i hope i pronounced that right i'm always so worried i'm not going to pronounce it right but they're a really great couple and they've been through quite a bit in their relationship um, but i hope you get as much out of this conversation as I did. I really just love talking to them. So enough of me. Let's get right into the interview. Welcome, Yahim and Natasha, to the How to Relationship podcast. I'm so sorry if I messed up your name. Um, I'm trying my No, best. it was quite good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so I like to start off the, um, before I ask you guys their questions, if you could let the audience know, you know, how long you've been together as a couple and how long you've been married. Right. So actually, yesterday was our anniversary. So we've been together for 11 years by now and married for seven. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and you guys are in, I'm in the US and you are in on the other side of the the world right yeah we are in malaysia at the moment <laughs> oh nice you know i did check out your you know some of your content and everything and what i thought was really interesting was you know because i i think you are my first couple that i've had on that has had kind of has like different types of relationships um so i definitely want to get a little bit more into that um just because you know i'm curious and i'm sure some people listening you probably are curious about it too um but i wanted to start off from the beginning about you know just like your story like your origin story how you met and how you got together yeah uh, we actually have a pretty incredible story of how we met because we really weren't supposed to <laughs> because oh. Yahim is swiss right he's just when I met him, he was a Swiss guy, and I'm I'm Canadian, born in Hong Kong, but grew up in Canada. So when we met, we were both flying from totally different places. He was coming from the States. I was coming from Canada. I was going to Paris. He was going to Switzerland. So we only crossed paths because we were both supposed to transfer in at the London Heathrow Airport. And so luck would have it, it snowed just a tiny little bit and the whole airport shut down. Nothing was flying. We both missed our flights. Everything was canceled. And we were stuck for at least three days in London. And we spent all three days and nights together because I sat down next to him like it was really wow. strange and there was nothing to do but to wait until a flight could be booked again so yeah when we first met um it was really under this 
stressful circumstance where everyone was really freaking out to give you a bit of context it was we met on the was it the 18th 18th of december and the first night we actually slept on the floor of the airport thinking like innocently back then that oh the next morning everything will go back to normal they'll find our luggage and we'll just be on our way but it turns out that nothing was going anywhere so he said to me okay I'm, I need a shower, like I'm jet lagged, I need a shower, I need to sleep. Um, I'm going to go to uh, central London. You can come with me or you, you stay here on your own at the airport. And for me, it was my first time ever in Europe. And I thought to myself, this stranger hasn't killed me yet. You know, he hasn't stolen money from me. I think I'd rather have a companion in, you know, in this crazy time. So we went to central London and we just kind of, there was nothing to do. So we went to the museum, we went to the art gallery, we had Chinese food. So that's pretty much what happened. And like you said, you know, our relationship really did take different forms because right after that meeting of just a few days, yes, there was a connection, but we really walked away thinking, all right, okay, like, thanks for being nice. And like, thanks for keeping company. Thanks for giving me comfort. Um, but now we're home, wherever we are, on different continents, different time zones. But we kept in touch. And about six months after that, we saw each other again. Um, He actually came to see me in Canada because through all the emails, and it was back in the day where it's like, I don't know, Gchat and email, and we weren't even doing video calls really. things got a bit strange we thought that we had feelings for one another but we weren't sure because you never know what you kind of project on i don't know text or something like that so once we met it was real we 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 felt something so we said okay now we're in a long distance relationship so you know then the long distance relationship lasted for almost three years before i actually moved to switzerland so quite a journey and really different people when we first met like we've grown a lot since then oh wow that's that's such a cute story I feel like it's something that you could definitely make a movie out of you know (laughs) uh it just really shows you like I don't know how kind of crazy life is sometimes you never know the person that oh so okay so I'm curious okay so you who who sat next to who like who was seated first and then who start started the conversation first yeah i sat down next to him he was already there in the arrivals area i had my little carry-on and this is the funniest thing i was about to turn away from that seat i really was i i I actually physically turned away from it ready to leave it um because i thought well if i take it because at that time i was really quite stressed And I thought, okay, I just need to calm down, maybe have something to eat and then call my aunt again. Uh, I was actually trying to visit my aunt in Paris. And um, so I saw that free seat and I thought, okay, well, maybe I should, you know, just put my luggage there ask the person who's sitting next to, to, to kind of look after it. And then my mom's voice kind of just like ran in my head, like, don't leave your belongings with strangers. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I shouldn't do that. So at that moment, you know, that voice came in my head. I turned around, ready to walk away. But I saw a really, really big Indian family walking towards me. 
And then something clicked because it was like, wait, wait, this is not a normal situation. Everybody's stuck here. Nothing is flying. You take this seat or it's gone. So like you just better like ask that person to save it for you, you know, leave your luggage there. So that's what I did. So did I ask you? No, you didn't. Uh, I was the I, one sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I asked the person next to him, actually. I per- oh. asked someone who was awake if he could look after it. It was all good. I went to get something to eat, came back. So he was this, like, almost like gray matter, like <laughs> like a person who's nodding off, right? Not even awake, not not interacting with me. First conversation was with the guy next to um, I mean, on the other side of my seat, not to him. But once I sat down, I was like munching on my coleslaw or something. And then he's like, hey, you're stuck here. I'm like, yes, you too. Where are you going? And, you know, okay. but I woke him up. That's the unpleasant surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and did you um, kind of feel something like, did you feel like a connection kind of like instantly or did it take a while or... It, it took a while it was not like there was i mean there was a connection as in we're in the same situation but it was not like there's a romantic connection okay. right away or, or or anything like that um and i mean you know you're in there and you don't you're not really thinking about this stuff you know and especially like the first night the, the floor is out of stone and marble and it's cold <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's really uncomfortable and you haven't showered for i don't know how long you know, so it's, okay. it, it may look nice on a movie screen, but when you're in it, uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable and you're tired oh. and all of that, which is why at the next day I was like, you know, I, I, I got to go and, and just like get somewhere to just rest because it was supposed to fly and we're queuing for like four hours mm-hmm. uh, thinking that we're going to get away from London and, you know, get to our destinations and then they just canceled it, everything again and we're like oh this is now hotel booking line and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna wait for an hour to book a hotel <laughs> my my wow. mom always traveled just you know just go to the place and find something so i was like i'm just gonna go to london and i'll find something mm, okay <laughs> yeah so you you know you mentioned that you you know did end up like being in a long distance relationship so when did you for those who are listening who may not know you, I know you guys like tried, you know, polyamory and semi-open relationships and things like that. Did you do that while you were in the long distance relationship or when did all that happen? And if you can. Right. That was, that was both. I mean, so we did have an open relationship during the uh, long distance relationship and then it didn't quite work. So we we're like, okay, let's just semi-open relationship. And Tasha wasn't quite comfortable with the open ones. So I was like, that's fine with me. You can do what you want. And from I won't. And we went through different phases with that. We had a close relationship when Natasha moved into, you know, to Switzerland. And then we went through other phases again with a more of an open relationship and polyamorous relationship. And we just realized it, it wasn't for us. Um, for, for us, what we realized is that, that it, it easily leads into what we call a pleasure trap. That, you know, you're looking for the next kick of pleasure. Yes, there's the newness. Yes, there's the, the pleasure of being with someone else and all of that. But where's the richness and the depth and the fulfillment within that? Because you see, pleasure only can go so high, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, you take the, the most amazing day in your life to top that you have to i don't know let's say it was getting a car you to top that you have to get a better car or a yacht or 
a plane or whatever. You know, see, um, we will never have that first car ever again. And so that's the, the, the trap of, of seeking pleasure this way. It, it, okay. It's never ending, really. Like you'll never really be kind of satisfied or happy or kind of... Well, happy. it's not happiness because pleasure is just pleasure. It's not happiness. Mm. And that's what people confuse is, is that, yeah, we think you know, I feel pleasure and I'm satisfied for our, you know, a week or two weeks or a month or whatever it is. But then it starts all over again. And so there is a, a, a depth that you can find, which is actually joyous. It's doesn't, it's not a spike. It's not a spike like pleasure is, but it is continuous and has so much more depth and fulfillment. And, and that is why we turned away from this whole thing is because first of all, we realized we were hurting each other with it. Um, and there were certain patterns as well playing out, which we can talk about um, that led to this whole thing. And secondly, we realized it's just, it, it's a trap. It, it's a pleasure trap. You just keep looking for something. Okay. Would you, I mean, would you mind talking a little bit about maybe, yeah, some of the challenges that you encountered um, or how it affected your relationship when you were doing that? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of want to explain like how we even got the idea. Yeah, I was right, going to ask you about that too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, at the very beginning, it really came about because really we saw each other three times a year and then you know in the long distance relationship for like up to three years so like I would see him for a week and it'll be almost like the holiday <laughs> because someone needs to travel somewhere and then you spend as much time as you can so it's like every time we were together it's like this like honeymoon like oh I can't get enough of you well finally we're together and then it's like oh okay goodbye <laughs> and then you're stuck with you know the phone calls and and it's just such a drastic difference. Like long distance is truly so hard. It forced us to have build a lot of trust, to build a lot of communication. So that we had at the beginning. But then at some point, it was me who suggested, actually, I, I miss that physical comfort of someone being there with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's you just can't provide that for me, you know, like for these long periods of time. So... For me, it was very clear that it was nothing emotional. It was more like, okay, I just want this physical kind of um, connection that I can't share with you the majority of time that we're together. Uh, not to, well, together in a relationship, but not physically together. So that's kind of how the idea kind of first came about from my end and me suggesting it to him. And it kind of worked out in some way. But once we lived together and once we were, you know, really truly a couple together in Switzerland it came up again because during this whole time we were you know doing a lot of self-development stuff and at some point we were really questioning like what is this love and how come this love that we share for one each other and I really love you and you really love me is it just limited to one special person in this world? Or am I capable or is there a way for me to share more love, It like this kind of deep love with more than one person? So in our head, slowly, <laughs> this very spiritual and very theoretical idea that like I am able to unconditionally love 
everyone. And I'm able to share myself with more than just one person. Like, why would I be so selfish to just be with with one person? Like that kind of idea, it kind of just like seeped into our minds, thinking that maybe that's more giving, maybe that's more loving, maybe we could test the boundaries of that, and what love is. And that kind of like pushed us to experiment and see whether we could have a polyamorous relationship. And when we did try that, what we didn't realize was that that theory in mind didn't quite feel right, like within our hearts and within our bodies. Because deep down, we really actually wanted to commit to one another. I'm not sure at that time, if we were mature enough or ready enough to actually, like Yakim said, commit deeply and truly explore this connection here and find the adventure me and him in this world like together but so we started to kind of project this outward and in that process it was it was a lot of hurt because we were it was kind of like this head and heart thing going on in one way we were trying to be like spiritually correct and spiritually more open and pushing ourselves to almost like quote unquote, grow in this way, but really it wasn't right. It wasn't right. We had love from the beginning. We didn't recognize love for what it was. We tried to find something else or find something more, but that wasn't it. And and for me, this whole experience really taught me that just because you say yes to something like I said to Yahim, yes, go ahead. You know, it's okay um, if you establish, you know, a connection with someone else. Like, oh, it's okay to explore something else with someone, you know. Even though I said yes to him, the moment I felt deep inside me that it's no longer right, I can change my mind. I can actually tell him and say no more. You know, it Mm. doesn't feel good. But it took such a long time for me because I was scared. I was scared to set my boundaries at that point and to actually go, well, now that we've experienced it, it doesn't feel good. I don't want more than one person, like more than us in this relationship. This is more than enough and we got to focus on us. And so it brought out a lot of fear because I thought the moment you kind of open up that kind of worms or you give your partner that freedom or you give them that yes it's like hard to reel it back in because what if that's not what he wants so Mm. in that whole time you know there was hurt um there was kind of misalignment within ourselves we were going with a very mindy idea of what we were trying to achieve even though it didn't feel right and then i really had to learn that okay what I'm feeling is valid. And at some point I have to set my boundaries and actually have, you know, a conversation about this. So it really ended quite badly as in, you know, by the time we, 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 we committed to each other in a monogamous relationship, there was a lot of hurt and there was a lot of hurt and, and not because there was cheating. There was no cheating at all. There was full transparency, but more like what I allowed him to do even though it didn't feel right and what I was afraid to say even though I knew that was the truth but I was too scared to lose him and and that kind of thing it brought up a lot of insecurities since you went through all of that and you realized you know that you're you prefer being 
monogamous um what would you advise anyone who is in a relationship and maybe is considering like if about you know trying polyamory or open relationships what would you maybe tell them to consider you know if they're thinking about it well you know of course you can go ahead and do it um and i would write down what your motivation is for it mm. why that why are you actually wanting to do it what is driving you to explore that because the other thing that's an issue with this kind of setup is that it easily lends itself to dishonesty towards your own self meaning you're opening yourself up to someone else or whatever because it's not quite right in the relationship or when it doesn't get quite right in the relationship and there's difficulties you're covering it over by seeing other people right so there's the 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 emotional maturity you need to to actually be able to navigate this is is, is quite a lot you do need to have this honesty and if you don't have the honesty you're going to be hurting yourself and you're probably going to be hurting your partner because you're not coming from the right space um, and I do think if you want to go into this direction, for us, it was very clear from the beginning, there has to be absolute transparency. There's no hiding, there's no whatever, like if Natasha asks me something, I'm going to answer it. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to ask something, she's going to answer me. There's no hiding around, there's no beating around the bush. Okay? okay, It has to be completely transparent and everything's always up for discussion. Mm-hmm. So it... If Natasha says no, then it's a no. When I say no, it's it's a no, or we have to discuss it, right? We do have to respect each other within that, and you have to respect your partner. So if you're going out for it to enhance the relationship, if you believe that it will enhance the relationship, then you have to bring your partner on board with it and actually see how does that impact each other. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's what I would say if you if you are gung ho about actually wanting to try it. Yeah, sure, go ahead and see what happens. Okay, um, Natasha, do you have anything you want to contribute to that? Or mm-hmm. good. I think definitely connecting with your intentions and and really checking in with yourself because I I could imagine that this could work for certain people, but not very many, just because it's hard enough with one person. Mm. So imagine you times that by two. So you have two emotional beings or, or more, I don't know, um, that you're trying to you know, connect with, work out conflicts and differences with, and, and you never know what, this brings up in terms of insecurities and fears and, and doubts and distrust and whatever it is, it, it could bring up in your partner. It might sound good at the beginning, but once you move away from the theory and you text or you say to your partner, all right, I'm not coming home tonight. Well, I'm going to be with someone. Well, how like are they, your partner, going to be able to emotionally process that? And mm-hmm. if they can... And it's okay, then it's okay. But if they can't, are they going to hold it in because they're the avoidant type? Or are they going to actually be able to speak to you about how they truly feel? So it almost, it's it's extremely challenging. And and like Yahim said, sometimes it might sound like this great adventure and lots of pleasure, but 
there's like lots of landmines in between to, to really, truly get it right, you know, truly get it right for all the parties involved. And I think um, that level of sensitivity and pivoting and working things out, it's, it's, it's a lot more than just two people, right? So it's way more complicated, way more complex, a lot more emotions. So And more time consuming. Yeah. So like, do you have that space for your life? <laughs> Otherwise, um, if that's not, if you're not ready for that, or if you don't want to have that kind of thing, then what this shows might be, uh, what this might be showing is that you're actually, you actually are chasing the pleasure. You are actually oh. chasing something surface, something to feel, something to feel good about, you know, then that's maybe a different conversation. Yeah. And that could be maybe something that probably needs to be explored through like maybe therapy or something like why you're seeking this, like you're never happy or I don't know, just just a thought <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I heard or read somewhere well and I was doing my research that you were going to get divorced at one point and if so that's that is true um and I'm just curious like how how did you not get divorced like what do you guys do yeah we we really hit a breaking point because Yahim and I we we went down this path where we were misaligned and there were a lot of truths hidden within ourselves that we didn't speak to one another. So it's like a train getting off course. It's off course. It's not going to the right destination, but you don't stop it and you don't change it. So it just keeps on getting more and more off course. And, and we kind of let that happen for a while. So by the time where we were really considering, okay, is this even worth it? What? what is left here that snapshot was a lot of pain like every day we would wake up we knew there was still love for each other but it was so hard to connect to that love and feel that love because there was so much hurt mm -hmm. between us and whenever we talked about the issues that we were facing and what has happened and what, you know, it didn't feel like it would go anywhere. It seemed, seemed like we were spinning in circles, having the same conversation. It was always ending up in tears. We would always walk away feeling more frustrated. And, and it really felt quite helpless. Like, is there anything left? Can we be happy together anymore? that like those questions were really coming up but what changed everything and this is really the answer to your question what shifted was when I one day really told Yahim how badly I feel hurt inside and how just unhappy I was because until that point I was we were trying to work things out but I, I, it's like I didn't allow myself to break if that makes sense like I had mm. all this resentment and pain and sadness and and disappointment all this inside me and yes it would come out you know but I did not show all of that ugliness to him and so until that point we kept spinning in circles trying to fix problems but Yahim didn't really know the severity 
or the impact that his actions and the whole dynamic we were in at that point had on me personally, like as a human being. And I was so scared to break. And, but I kind of had to because I was so unhappy. I didn't know what else to do. Like that was、mm. the only thing that was left. It's like, oh, I just feel like this. Like I, I can't do this anymore. Literally, I was like, I can't do this anymore because I feel like this.、Mm. And he and 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 I was, I was like, oh no, no. I've said it. You know, it's out there now. Like he actually realizes what's going on inside me and just how not happy I am right now with him and this whole relationship. And I was like, oh, oh, great! Now he's probably gonna jump ship too, cause he, like, you know, who wants to be with a wife like this, or who wants、Aww. to salvage this? You know, it's such a bad place to be. So that was what I was thinking. I was like, oh no, no! But then when I looked over at him, it was, you know, we've repeated this again and again and again, this discussion. But in that moment, I saw that he, he, something changed, something shifted. In his eyes, there was a recognition, like. Whoa! You feel like this, and I have something to do with it. It's not just you. Like that's what's been happening within you, and I saw this empathy and this care and this connection that I didn't feel for a very, very long time. And that's because I broke open, and, and I he could actually see me. He could actually feel me, and I let him in in that moment. So. When anyone doesn't matter if it's your spouse, your partner, or whoever, if you're very vulnerable and you're raw and you're honest, and you openly say, "I need help because this is not working. This is how I feel, and I'm suffering in this way." A sane human being will offer you help, and they will care, and they will try to love you, and that's exactly what happened. Because we were like going at it like this conflict was some kind of like I don't know some 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 battle we were trying to tackle, right? But in that moment, there was no battle. It wasn't about the conflict. It wasn't about the arguments or the fights. It's like about this human being who's hurt, and how can I help her? So、mm. I saw that in him, and I was like, whoa. He still cares,、mm-hmm. and he sees it, and he feels it, and, and it matters. And I could see it kind of like in his in his eyes, kind of like, okay, like what what do we do now? Okay, now that I notice, like how like what are we gonna do about this? And I'm like, whoa, this is different. This is different. I feel like there's actually hope now because we're bi- binding together as a team again and trying to solve this together versus like, oh, this. Puzzle that like never fit, and we couldn't find the answer to. It's beautiful. <laughs> just、uh, you know, just a moment that you know you had right there. It's just it really shows you how you know important it is to be open and vulnerable because a lot of us are scared of that.、Um, and I know, like you know, a lot of us have that fear of yeah, if we're vulnerable, like the person's gonna leave us or not like us, but. You have to do it because it's better to know if they don't like you. You 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 don't want to be with someone like that anyway. You know if they reject you or something like that. And、um, I feel like it is a way to kind of get closer to someone if they see that. And like you said, it it's kind of also an opportunity for them to kind of take care of you and make you feel better. And people might not know like he didn't really know. I guess that like maybe he was hurting you in that way.、Um, so just something to take away from there. That's great.、Um, 
Okay, so I don't want to, I feel bad now that I, that I feel like I've been asking you guys too much about maybe bad stuff in your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want well, you no, guys to I mean, feel look, sad. This is important <laughs> because, because so many people think relationships are just, you know, nice and beautiful and whatever. And no, they aren't. You will face uh, your blind spots and you will face the difficulty. And the question is, are you going to stick with it or are you not? Mm-hmm. Are you guys just going to jump to the next person? So it is actually vital to to bring this out because people need to know that it doesn't matter what kind of relationship form you are choosing, there are challenges and there are difficulties and there are things that you'll struggle with. Okay, <laughs> I just I feel bad. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so I'm I'm always curious about how um, you know couples or you know just people in general. You know, you you meet people in your life, you date, and how. Like what is what's different about this person that you're with now that made you kind of be like, okay, this is the person I want to be with. So what was it about each other that you were like, okay, this is my person or yeah. Well, well, (laughs) let me reframe that a little bit. Um, because like I mentioned, there was love that whole time, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we truly, truly love and care for one another. So at some point, um, after, uh, you know, that moment I just shared with you where we were like deep down in the dark hole in our relationship and we're like, we've, this train has gone off course for way too long. And now I cracked and how is he going to react? But he recognized that he recognized the crack. It's like, okay, I think we let, let, let's try to fix this. Right. So that was the point we were at. Um, and then from there, we actually did a lot of work. It took, it took some time and we we first tried to navigate it ourselves. Then we worked with um, healers and coaches. You know, at that point, we had to pick up some pretty big pieces. So outside help was necessary. It really was. And um, at one point, we actually did a a three how many, how many days? Seven. Oh, a seven day, <laughs> a, a whole week retreat mostly on this relationship but separately kind of like going on our own journey at the same time though coming together to discuss stuff when we needed to but mostly it was kind of like self-reflective on our own learning from this experience and at the end now this is this is kind of like what you're asking but in a very specific way a moment in time um, in our relationship um, that healer that facilitator for that retreat brought us together at the very end after seven days apart and and some conversations, she asked, do you still want to be together? And now imagine you spend a full week reflecting and taking on responsibility and Mm. recognizing the part you played in hurting another person, in ruining this marriage and letting things get that bad. So you know, it was very heavy. It was really heavy at that point because it's not a matter of as simple of, oh, he hurt me. Oh, like you got to stop that. No, it's I did that to you and then you did that to me. And then and then it got worse and worse and worse. So with our eyes wide open to everything we've done, we were asked, well, do you still choose him? Is he still going to choose you? Mm-hmm. And it was the craziest thing because with all these like really, really vulnerable emotions, like really raw, feeling really not good, seeing honestly and transparently what we've done. Like, yes, you can have the greatest love and 
man, can you really hurt those you choose to love too, right? So we really recognize that. And yet we still still chose one another. It it's strange. So that I think that says a great deal about forgiveness mm. of our capacity to, to heal and to recover and how the past doesn't really need to define you. And that, you know, yes, there's this person in front of me, but who I'm saying yes to at that point isn't the same Yahim who made the mistakes, crossed the boundaries or, you know, hurt mm-hmm. me and whatever. It's not him. It's this vulnerable honest broken down guy who's ready to create a new a better like an exceptional relationship with me now he's grown he's Mm. learned and he's forgiven himself and he's asking forgiveness from me that's who I'm saying yes to so yes I can say yes to that new person so it's not really like we've been in love with the same person the whole time because If I, if Yahin was here and he was that version of him back then, uh, he's sitting here, I, I would not be in this relationship right now. <laughs> But he's grown and like, we've grown up. And so mm-hmm. that's who I'm saying yes to, you know, it's not the same person anymore. So I think there's a lot of capacity in our hearts to actually to forgive, but mm-hmm. mostly to learn first, because unless you learn from what's happened, What are you forgiving, really? Mm-hmm. And what about you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so so you are in the situation, and what you gonna do? Okay, you, you why why would you walk away? That's the basic question. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if you walk away, you're gonna enter up back in the dating game. Mm-hmm. If you're back in the dating game. Uh, well the chances of going down the pleasure trap is is, is fairly big uh again and and all of that so they, they, there's, a, there's a bunch of uncertainties that you don't know and there's still love and there's still connection uh with with natasha so why would i walk away from that i mean the hopes i'm going to find something better you know there's always the, the mind always says mm-hmm. well there's something better it's a better job or the, the other person is going to be better or x y z sorry it's all bs It really is. You know, you got something here and just because you had the challenges doesn't mean that it can can't blossom into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 so it, it ultimately it was not really a choice of the mind. It was a choice of the heart. Oh, and I can't oh. really explain that. Nice. Uh thank you for answering that. <laughs> um so now I know you guys have your Um, you know, you have a business together, right? So I was wondering um, if you have any, you know, advice for couples who might be considering, you know, doing something like that together, working together. Um, because I, you know, sometimes there's conflicts there or how to not let work and affect your relationship and any anything you have to offer in terms of that. Mm, right. So, I mean, ultimately, it takes one person. Okay, if you are in the position and you're like, okay, I want to actually work on the relationship, then go for it. Because you're not really working on a relationship, you're working on yourself. Okay, you're working on yourself. So, what had to happen, for for example, from my side is I lost my father when I was six years old to suicide. And so, that gave an impression to me about love and what love means and that love is painful. 
And so I had this dynamic playing out in our relationship where I'm like, well, I love her and want her close, but not too close. Because mm. if she's too close, I'm going to get hurt. Now, I wasn't conscious of this. There was this push and pull happening. And so you can improve a relationship by simply owning what's happening within you and actually looking at that rather than blaming it on your partner. Because that's what we usually do. Oh, well, the partner, if he will be more masculine, if she will be more feminine or more forgiving or whatever it is, right? It's always the other person, okay? But in a relationship, you actually influence each other and you're part of the pattern. You're part of what's been happening within the relationship. And when you change, when you change the dynamic that's, happening within you you're not going to respond the same way mm. and when you're not responding the same way the other person can't do the same dance you know you used to to do a tango together and you start changing your step to a cha-cha-cha or whatever you're going to be different right and your partner can't do the tango anymore with you oh. and that is something that's really vital to uh, to, to notice because we do get a lot of people who are like, well, you know, I want to do something, but my partner doesn't. And it's this kind of idea that we have to be in it together. And yes, you can do it together. But in our relationship, there were points where I was in it and I wanted to do something and I was caring for the relationship and that has, was less caring for the relationship and, and vice versa. So it's not like you have to be together and have to face together. Yes, you can. And we do recommend as well. But if you're the one with the desire, follow that desire. Mm. So now I'm going to ask you guys about, I'm very curious, um, you know, the uh, everyone has experienced, you know, lockdown and, you know, it's affected relationships in different ways. So I'm wondering how it has affected you guys. Mm. Mm. Let me just answer and then Natasha can add to it. But basically, look, we've been traveling since 2018. We've been working together. We're going to the gym together. We're waking up together. We're eating breakfast together. We're doing the business together. <laughs> we're all time together. Okay. Oh. So for us, it is a very little change. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it is a change in terms of we're not traveling anymore. We have settled. Uh, and, you know, we are, that that is different. We're not exploring as much. We're not going out to restaurants all the time and, and seeing different places and whatever. So that is different. But in terms of our closeness together, not much has changed. And for many couples, it has because you're working two different jobs. You're not seeing each other for 10 hours or something per day. You're seeing each other on the weekend. You're seeing each other in the morning, maybe at night, depending on what kind of schedules you have. And suddenly you're thrust together <laughs> into mm -hmm. one space. And now you're together. And that is a big shift for mm -hmm. a lot of couples. For us, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and how do you like not, you know, for the maybe, you know, for people who like maybe are having difficulty with yeah, spending a lot of time together, like what would you tell them? Like, how do you not get sick of each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I almost want to kind of break this down into like the three things that we just normally teach when when someone joins our program or when we coach someone it's just like the three fundamental things and and i mean when you're in really close quarters and either you're getting sick of each other or your conflicts are getting kind of out of control or you're noticing that oh wait a second there's a lot here that i didn't realize and there's a lot to work on like so you know this whole quarantine can bring up different facets with your your relationships so for some is a great thing they realize wow i love family life 
can't believe how lucky I am to spend time with, you know, my loved ones, perfect, like, then great. But for a lot of people, um, it brings up a lot of the conflicts and the differences. And, you know, you, you have to share the space, you have to share that time. So what are you going to do with it? So what we always teach is for people to learn how to navigate communication and conflicts. So, you know, you're probably together because there's a connection, you love one another, but can you bring that in within your home, within your life in a harmonious way? And there are some really key skills to know how, how do you merge two worlds together? Because it's really not about my way, your way. Okay, now we try to compromise in the middle when, you know, everyone's kind of feeling, eh, I still like it my way, but you know, you've made an agreement. So stick to it. That's not harmonious. That feels like, you know, we're just sharing this pie because we have to, let's just, you know, cut it in the middle. You know, it's not creative. It's not nourishing. So one of the things we, we teach is like, okay, learn the skills for conflict, for communication so that your love is harmonious. So even though you're different people, you still find a peaceful way of being together, like a joyful way of being together. And another thing, because we actually mostly um, work with uh, the wives, the women within the relationship, it's like, do you know how your man works? Like, can you get inside his head and actually understand his brain, his mind, and the differences between you two, because it's totally different. So, for example, if someone's stuck in the quarantine and, you know, the husband and you start to have some kind of friction, do you know why he's being rubbed off the wrong way? A lot of the times, the woman is completely oblivious as to what the, what the husband needs, like what he interprets respect to be how he wants to feel appreciated, um, like all of these things, you know, how he wants to be heard, how he wants to lead, but maybe is not given the opportunity to at home. All of these things, it's like how the man functions. And so many women do so much within the household, do so much of the life management, you know, like the household management and then the, the prepping for this and then the social events. But and thinking we're like doing so much for everyone. We're doing everything. We're giving so much, you know? And he's like, what would you running around for? <laughs> like, what about me? And you're like, Aww. I've been doing this for you the whole time. And it just, it's just like a mis mismatch because you actually don't understand what he really needs. And then the last one, and I think that's really key, especially in the quarantine time, uh, we call it like unleashing the inner goddess, but it's like, can you make your own self happy can you take good care of yourself mm -hmm. because you know so many relationships um really go wrong when someone is already unhappy within themselves and then a lot of the blame can happen because oh there's someone around you and and who who better to <laughs> to point fingers at you know and and get annoyed at and to get angry at and ir irritated at you know so a lot of it, it's like, do you know how to take care of yourself? Do you know how to set boundaries? Do you know, you know, what you need for yourself so that you can then extend that and ask your partner for it, you know? So I think, you know, these three pieces, it really changed everything for us. 
and it's what we teach. And I think, you know, especially in the quarantine times and this crazy COVID time, it's even more important. It's like, all right, there's love, but can you coexist in a harmonious way? It's like, okay, yes, you know, you're, 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 you're married, but do you actually understand what he needs from the relationship? Or are you only focused on, okay, well, you got to give me this and, and you got to do this right. You know, do you understand your guy? Do you? And then the third one is like, okay, not just what he needs to give you. Can you take care of yourself? Can you show up as your best self so that mm. he can love you, you know? And a lot of the times we're so dependent on our partner to give us everything. It's like, no, no, no. Can you give that for yourself? Do you recognize what you need yourself? So I think all these three things, it, it makes this quarantine time much, much easier to, to, to handle. And then, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's for your own well-being, not just to get along with others, but like, you know, to survive this time on your own too. Awesome. Those are really great, great lessons, especially the whole, you know, self-care thing and like loving yourself. That's just definitely something I've been working on too so now this is a pretty good segue i can't believe we've been talking for almost an hour that's crazy <laughs> like it always goes by so fast so i wanted to, uh to give you guys you know some time to talk about you know your yeah your coaching program and then any other things you want to you know sh promote you i know you have a podcast your youtube channel social media anything else you want to just talk about right right so the, you know, the, the three things that Natasha has, has talked about, there are three pillars of a program called the Cherished Wife. And it is, it is really for women who are in a relationship and they don't feel appreciated. They don't feel um, cherished really in the end. I mean, that's what, what it boils mm -hmm. down to. And that is within with intimacy, you know, the, the guys may be defensive or pulls away, he's maybe ignoring her. And so this program is for those kind of women to turn things around and really bring back the passion, the love, the connection, because you can have the dream come true relationship, even if it's right now feels hopeless right? mm -hmm. or you feel helpless in this moment. And a lot of times these kind of women are are overdoing things. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really trying hard to fix it. But actually, by trying so hard, they're pushing him even further away, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is really at the heart of the of this program is to learn the relationship dynamic, to understand it, to learn the vital skills relating to communication, relating to certain ways of being with your man that actually is going to enhance the relationship rather than push it further down uh, into what you don't want to go to. Like you don't want to go down there, right? And so that is what we're really uh, working on. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of um, issues that come up, like if you have a hit a road oh, what is it called a roadblock a, a roadblock or a bump a bump, bump in. Yeah. along bump the, in the road, road. <laughs> <laughs> lots of roadblocks and bumps <laughs> but if you find yourself hitting one of those things and um, then most definitely what you might notice changing is how you're communicating to one another mm -hmm. cold shoulder a bit defensive a bit passive aggressive mm -hmm. I, I don't know but it starts to show up in how you start to interact mm -hmm. with one, one another so if you want to kind of troubleshoot that we have a wonderful quiz you can take and see how your communication is because it's it's like a bit of a pulse right so um you can go to your exceptional relationship dot com forward slash understand and then you can you can get that quiz and it's it's fun and then you'll get your results and and uh figure out kind of where you're at right 
Awesome. And in, in, I mean, in terms of podcasts and YouTube channel and all of that, we're actually in the middle of restarting the podcast and uh, a YouTube channel. We're probably starting a new one that's more dedicated to the relationship topic and especially around the, the work with women. So that will be coming soon, but we okay. can't point people right now there, but we are quite active on Pinterest. So if you are on okay. Pinterest, you can find us at your exceptional relationship. Nice. All right. I'll definitely put um, the links to all of that in the show notes and video description as well. So it's Pinterest and then your exceptional relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have the website here, too, for the right. that assessment you guys have. All right. So uh, any last words, any, uh, any other thing you want to offer to the viewers in terms of relationships or anything? Mm-hmm. Well, we really chose because we've been working as coaches for for many many years but we we really chose to be together work on this together and to share um our coaching specifically now um for relationships especially these romantic and committed relationships it's because you know like every single human being is really here on earth to, to love and there's so much love to give and we want to receive so much love every single day we want that feeling but the question Yachim and I ask every day on this job as we help people and couples it's like man the person you have chosen to love for the rest of your life are usually those who you really hurt <laughs> the most you know you like the pain goes real deep too. And no matter how much you kind of work on yourself, it seems to be kind of that blind spot. It's like behind closed doors where like still old patterns come up. And, and we really want to encourage you to not be afraid to reach out for help. Yes, it might be a sensitive topic. Yes, you know, we're here. And thanks to you, we're having this open discussion. You are asking these questions about our past and we're happy to share it. And, you know, we're happy to help, um, you know, people with their love lives. But if there's one change you can make, you know, is to be able to receive love better and also to love Mm -hmm. better and to do that in a way where we don't, have this hurt like kind of like a double-edged sword like that deep love doesn't need to have that hurt Mm. and that pain you don't need the fights and the arguments Mm. in order to have a long-term relationship forget all that you know we're trying to redefine what a beautiful exceptional relationship really is and bickering isn't okay nagging at one another being passive aggressive it really hurts like it's not okay Mm -hmm. so if you deep down feel like well everything everyone thinks is normal is what old couples do maybe i should put up with it maybe not you know if you feel in you you want change something could be better then that's valid and and let that push you to do something about it because you know you can get so much out of it when you truly transform these relationships you can gain so much more and you don't have to be stuck in that kind of cycle in that past pattern And to add on to that, it goes into a very similar direction. And that is, you either are choosing love or you're choosing fear and insecurity. Okay. And most of the negative, well, not most, pretty much all of the negative patterns are based in fear. 
when you're nagging, when you're bickering, when you're blaming, when you're shaming, it usually has to do with fear. It has to do with not being good enough, not feeling seen. It has to do with your insecurities, right? Fears are based on insecurities. Insecurities are based on fears. As long as you're choosing that, mm. your relationship is going to have a difficult time and you got to say no to them. And instead you got to choose love. And some people think, well, choosing love means to be okay with everything. No, love can be fierce. Love can say no. Love can be like, no, that's actually not good for you. And I'm going to say no to this because that's mm -hmm. my boundary. That's self-love. Mm -hmm. And so that is at, it, at its heart is really what people need to start doing is to start choosing love. Keep choosing love and keep showing up for yourself and for what you actually want to create and have in your life mm -hmm. because no one else is going to do it for you. You're the only one who's going to create that for you. And if you're not stepping up, you're going to go to your grave, not having lived your life the way you want it. Wow. That's the hard, cold truth. But if you actually embrace it, it will help you to shift and then actually make the steps and take the steps to create the life and the relationships that are so deeply fulfilling that you can wake up next to the person and be like, wow, I'm the luckiest person alive to be with this wonderful partner. Mm -hmm. That was great. I wanted to clap when you were like giving us a, the hard truth. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I love it. I I I definitely appreciate the, you know, I'm I I'm the kind of person I like to keep it a hundred. Like you know, some people don't like to hear yeah the truth, but it's important for us to grow and everything. So thank you. That was awesome. Like I didn't want to interrupt you, but I'm in my mind. I was clapping. I was cheering. I'm like, yes, it's awesome. So thank you. It's a great way to end end this. Um, so thank you, uh, Natasha and Yahim. <laughs> feels so bad. Um, I really appreciate your time. I hope I didn't mess up your name too much, but I it was a great conversation. And yeah, thank you. I learned so much, and I'm sure everyone else listening did too. And please check them out on their website. Everything is in the show notes and video description. And yeah, thank you guys so much. I wish you the best in everything. And I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. And oh, same to you. you. Same to you. And that is it for this episode of the How to Relationship podcast. Thanks again to Natasha and Yahim for being on. I really, really appreciate it. Make sure to check out their links in the show notes and video description. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow it at How to Relationship Podcast on Instagram. And you can also find the podcast on Facebook as well. Just search How to Relationship Podcast and we have a YouTube channel as well. If you want to actually see the couples, I always recommend people actually watch the videos just because it, it's nice to see them kind of interact with each other i think it's really really cute uh thank you so much for listening if you made it all this way i really appreciate it especially if you listen to all the other episodes i really appreciate it i'm excited for some of the upcoming episodes so i hope you stick around for that as well some really really good ones coming up again i'm your host anait lucia and i'll see you next time on the pattern relationship podcast